Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. If you're listening to this before July 31st, 2017, don't forget to enter to win one of five 10-packs of full-length tests that we're giving away to celebrate our 50th episode and also our one year of podcasting because we're coming up on that next week on episode 52. You can enter to win, or we'll show you how to enter to win by texting the word TEST GIVEAWAY, that's all one word, TEST GIVEAWAY, to 44222. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 51. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT, the MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the 51st episode of the MCAT podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. And as I said at the opening, if this is prior to July 31st, 2017, enter to win one of five 10 packs of full lengths that we're giving away courtesy of Next Step Test Prep, to enter or to, for us to show you how to enter, text the word TEST GIVEAWAY, all one word, to 44222. Today, we're going to have a great episode about what is a competitive MCAT score. So Brian, last week we talked about retaking an MCAT and really how to assess where you're at to to be able to move forward. And, And we briefly talked about really that first step is, do you really need to retake it? So let's dive in and talk about a, a competitive MCAT score. What What is this quote-unquote competitive MCAT score that students should be shooting for? Yeah, so Ryan, we'll, we'll, we'll put up on the, the podcast show page a link to the AMC table. So the AMC has been kind enough to provide us the data from the 2016-2017 application cycle where they just give you a little grid of GPA crossed with MCAT score. Um, and they give you then the the acceptance rate, like how many people applied with these numbers and uh, how many people were then accepted with these numbers. Um, and so, you know, if our listeners happen to be at their computer or can pull it up on on their uh, phone or tablet or whatever to follow along, that'd be great. Um, but we'll, we'll also kind of just talk it through here. Um, so, you know, the first thing when you think about, you know, what, what are the odds of getting in and how does that relate to an MCAT score, right? Because first, what is a good MCAT score? You know, there's no such thing like in school where an A is a good score or, or getting a perfect 100 is a good score. With the MCAT, all we can think about it is either my score um, hurt uh, hurts my application. So I'm, I may or may not get in, but my MCAT score is not a good thing. Or my MCAT score is neutral on my application, uh, meaning it's it's good enough, but it's nothing special. 
uh, or my MCAT score helps my application. And typically, I think when people say, what's a good MCAT score? Based on their background, they're thinking one or two of those categories. Like a good score is just any score that doesn't hurt me, you know, for, for our listeners who maybe don't like standardized tests and especially don't like the MCAT, um, which I guess is a lot of us. Um, <laughs> it, you know, a good score is just anything that's good enough. Um, and for others who are kind of overachievers, the, you know, you kind of AOA or no way types when you, when you get to med school who, who want to be at the absolute top for them, the only thing that's a good score is something that helps their application. So to, to put that in context, uh, for those of you that have the chart in front of you, I always like to look in the bottom right corner first so that you understand the landscape. And in the very bottom right corner of the chart is literally all the applicants in the country, all the accepted students in the country. So 27,000, uh, just over 27,000 people applied to med school during that 2016-2017 cycle, um, and almost 9,000 were accepted for an overall acceptance rate of 32%. So you want to be aware of, of the universe that you're operating in on med school admissions is not uh, versus the kind of academic standard of like, I get a hundred on a test and anything is kind of down from a hundred because I'm an A student. Instead with the MCAT, it's my odds of getting into med school as a starting position, a totally average generic, you know, human X with no traits or no qualities, just what's the average human's chances of getting into med school? 32%. So that's where you start, right? Anything that can get you over the 32% helps your application, and anything that drags you under that is going to hurt your application, um, which is a little grim, right? I mean, it's, a, <laughs> it's tough as a starting point to go, wait a minute, you, you're telling me my starting position is two-thirds chance of failure? Um, and you know, kind of, yeah, that that's the starting position, at least for, you know, considering what helps and hurts. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't like, so it's, I like that perspective of looking at that number, but let me offer a silver lining to that number. When you actually remove a lot of the students that shouldn't be applying, like people that when you just look at the numbers here. Kind of anybody below a 3.0, their their acceptance rates are very, very poor. Um, if you remove a lot of those people, then the acceptance rate all of a sudden shoots up a bunch because there's a lot of people that are still applying. Even on here, 20 people applied with less than a 2.0 GPA. So mm -hmm. th there's there are still a lot of people out there because they don't know the process, because they're not listening to this podcast or the pre-med years podcast, they... They don't know the process and they're applying with with stats that they really shouldn't be applying to medical school. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's how that's I look at it. Yeah, you're, you're right, of course. Right. Is that <laughs> for, for the anyone who's listening to you and me talk right now, they're not in the national pool. They're in a very, very specific uh, cut above subset of people who care enough to seek out information about the MCAT. Mm -hmm. um, and so chances are they're already starting from a much more competitive position. That, yeah. that, for sure, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the if we start with kind of the most kind of generic average information possible, the, the, the nationwide average for people who got accepted um, into an allopathic, into an MD program in the U.S. was about a 509 
um, before the test was was released, I mean, going back now many years, we at Next Step were, were we our mantra was 508 is the new 30. We were telling everybody 508 is the number to shoot for. And that was, I mean, frankly, just based on percentiles, mm-hmm. right? It, it was it, the idea was the MCAT has always been competitive and always demanded that you be about among the top 20 percent in the nation on the MCAT. And a 508 was just about the 80th percentile. It's a little lower than that this year. So we were saying 508 is the new 30, and I felt really vindicated when we finally start, saw the data, and it was a, a 509 and change. Is that that's true? That if you wanna, if you get a 509, that's going to help your application because it puts you in with the average student who gets accepted, right? It doesn't put you in with the average applicant; it puts you in with the average matriculant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, for our listeners who just want the, you know. Brian, gosh, you talk too much. Give me the TLDR version or uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't listen to TLDR. Too long, didn't read. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, didn't, didn't listen. Is Look, anything below a 508 is going to hurt you. 508 and 509, 510 are all fine. You will that, If you don't get in, it's not because of your MCAT score. And anything 510 and above will help you. That's the ultra short version of what a competitive score is. Um, Ryan, what do you see with your students? So it's it's interesting. There's there's a huge difference between and and the topic of of our conversations today is what is a competitive score. So what you're saying is exactly right, and that's going to discourage a lot of people because they they think 508, but I've only been getting 504s and 505s and 503s, whatever. And there's a huge difference between what is a competitive score and what is a score that will get your application a look and possibly get you an interview. I've worked with plenty of students that are getting 501s, 502s, and are still getting interviews, still getting acceptances. And so the 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 difference between competitive and good enough is is huge and it all depends on that complete application. A lot of students they they focus in on the MCAT and they, they think that that's all they need to get into school. And looking at this table, it's t- table A23. When you look at it, less than or more than 10% of students who had more than a 3.79 GPA and scored greater than a 517 on the MCAT, more than 10% of those students still didn't get into medical school. So yeah. it's, <laughs> there are no guarantees. Yeah, I wonder about them, right? I mean, that's top 5% in the nation on the MCAT. Yep. And I have to assume it's pretty high up on the GPA percentiles, yep. so that's going to vary tremendously by college. And still 12.5% of those people managed to screw up the interview so badly they didn't get in. Yeah, or they, they wrote a poor personal statement. Uh, mm-hmm. They had poor letters of recommendations. You, you have to, I hate to stereotype these these kind of huge type A nerds that are getting these scores, but... You, you picture that person, probably, possibly not the most uh, um, social person, maybe doesn't have great communication skills. I mean, it could be anybody, but usually these high scorers are, are up there as well. So you, you need to have a well-rounded application, which is when I talk to students, it, it's, it's not just MCAT, it's not just GPA, it's so much more. But mm-hmm. going back to kind of the heart of our conversation today, what is a competitive score? I, I think you nailed it on the head. Is is here's the that that cutoff for matriculants? What's that that new thirty? And it's right around that five hundred eight, five hundred nine area. 
Yeah. And and Ryan, the data really bears out the other aspect of that you were saying. So if we look at the chart, look at the column for 502 to 505. So ju just a, a little cut above average, you know, not knocking it out of the park, but you definitely busted your butt so that you can keep up with the competitive pre-meds out there. And you busted your butt just a little bit harder, right? So you, you did a few points above average, 502 to 505. And look down at the bottom of that column where it aggregates all the data in that score. And the application acceptance rate was 33%. Mm -hmm. And the national acceptance rate is only 32%. Yep. So even at that level, and, I, and, and like you said, it goes way up if you, if you cut out all the students scoring below a 3.0 GPA. I mean, students who their GPA just doesn't speak well to being able to handle med school curriculum. That number is even better. So, you know, I think what we're seeing is kind of we're both right in that the one hand you're saying the students who, who are doing about average or a little above average, that's good enough to get a look and probably good enough to get an interview with good credentials. Although you do have to knock it out of the park on everything else. And that gets you an acceptance rate that's about the national average. And then when you get to the 506 to 509, there's a pretty significant jump. The acceptance rate at that tier goes up to 46.2%. So now you're well above the national average likely to be accepted. And then there's another enormous jump once you get over to the 5010 mark or 510 to 513 mark. So once you get above 510, the acceptance rates for those top tiers of MCAT scores become 60, 70, almost 80%. So again, that shows you that once you hit 510, that becomes a real asset on your application. Although I will say, I always imagine there's a confounding effect, right? The kind of student who who is with it enough and, and conscientious enough to, to work really hard and get a high MCAT score is probably also, you know, doing their... Um, clinical exposure, you know, doing their lab work. They're doing all the other things they're supposed to be doing as well. What do you say to a student who who comes to you guys or, or you hear through the grapevines, whatever, and, and they say, I, I want a 520 on the MCAT? What, what is your reaction to that? Um, unless they're trying to come work for me as one of what we call our premium tutors, people who score in the top 1% in the nation, there's literally no reason to go for a 520. <laughs> um, so it, my reaction in general is to say, look, it, what you were saying before, you got to get to the interview, right? Mm -hmm. That, that the GPA and the MCAT score really only serve two functions. The first function is just to make sure they don't throw out your application, right? They've got to be good enough so they'll actually look at you as a human being. And then second, they've got to be good enough that they'll interview you because no med school in the country takes someone without interviewing them as that penultimate step. So I always ask, look, if you got a 510, they're probably going to interview you. I mean, almost certainly they're going to interview you as long as everything else is fine. If you've got a 520, what are they going to do? Interview you twice? <laughs> uh, interview like, you it, first. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure. Right. There, there, there is a little bit to that, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's I've never heard of someone whose application was otherwise good, good essay, good extracurriculars, good GPA, and the 510 got them rejected and the 520 would have gotten them accepted. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I'm sure, of course, after listening to this, one of your one of our listeners is going to go, oh, I had a cousin who whatever. <laughs> But, but realistically, I don't think that person exists. I yeah. think once you get to the 510 plus region, unless you, uh, you know, have decided you don't even want to go to med school, unless you can get into like a Harvard or a Wash U or one of these schools with kind of like hilariously high MCAT averages, like if that's your only goal in life, then yeah, maybe the 520 makes a difference as opposed to a 510. Um, 
But if your goal is, I want to be a doctor, then there's no difference between those two numbers. All right, there you have it. Now you know what you should be shooting for, possibly, on your MCAT. Knowing where you want to go is important to achieve your goals. Take down the score that you want, write it on a piece of paper, pin it up on your wall, take some lipstick or some dry erase markers, draw it on your mirrors in the bathroom, tell yourself every day that you're going to get a 510, that you're going to get a 505, whatever score you're shooting for, make it happen. Shoot for the stars and it'll happen. Hope you have a great week. Don't forget to enter to win one of five packs or five, yeah, 10 packs of Next Step Test Prep full lengths. If this is after July 31st, 2017 and the contest is closed, have no fear. Next Step is still there. You can go check them out, nextstepmcat.com. I highly recommend you go check out their MCAT course. It is a do-it-yourself course where you have access to over 100 hours of videos, all of their full-length exams, all of the AAMC material, and what sets sets them apart from everybody else is you have access to five live office hours every week at a great, great price. Go check it out. Next step, MCAT.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD. That's all one word, MCATPOD, to save some money. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here at the MCAT Podcast. 